Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. Happy 400th episode! We've got a lot of interesting items to cover today and not enough time, so let's get straight to it. Quick shout out to our Tier 3 patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Floyd's murderer, Derek Chauvin, has been sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison, well short of the 40 years maximum sentence possible. It's disappointing, but not unexpected, which pretty much sums up how much work there is to be done in reforming our justice system. Chauvin could still be charged with federal crimes, which would have extremely flexible sentencing potential, left almost entirely up to the judge. Biden says that he has agreed to a reduced physical infrastructure package with a bipartisan group of senators. The trimmed-down bill brings Biden's desired $2.25 trillion in spending down to $1.2, cutting out $400 billion in elder care, $200 billion for housing, $100 billion for electric vehicles, and, shocker, the increase to corporate tax rates. What remains is spending on roads, bridges, broadband, and public transit. Though it's bipartisan among that group of senators, it doesn't necessarily have enough support to pass Congress. In fact, it likely will not. Biden was very explicit that he would not sign the bipartisan bill until his follow-up $1.8 trillion American Families Plan, which is funding for education, child care, and so on, is also on his desk. Democrats plan to pass the AFP through budget reconciliation, as GOP legislators appear entirely uninterested in social infrastructure. McConnell and others have unsurprisingly indicated they will oppose even the bipartisan bill. Knowing this, Biden's reasons for negotiating it at all are likely purely to show Manchin that he tried in order to secure Manchin's vote to pass all of it through reconciliation. Battle of the Joes, round three, fight. If there's good news, it's that Manchin said he is not necessarily opposed to making the child tax credit reforms permanent. Gracious of him. Master has blessed us with his crumbs. The prick. Seriously, though, that's certainly the most important part of the package for the UBI movement, so let him know your thoughts on it. And don't forget to remind him that there should be recurring checks for everyone in the AFP. Speaking of Manchin and corporations getting their way, audio was recently leaked of a call between him and rich donors. In it, he urges billionaire donors to get Senator Roy Blunt to vote for the January 6th commission, so that it will not be filibustered, creating further pressure to eliminate the filibuster. Quote, I need to find three more Republican senators that will vote for the commission, so at least we can tamp down where people say, well, Republicans don't even do the simple lift common sense of basically voting to do a commission that was truly bipartisan. It just really emboldens the far left. Roy is retiring. If some of you all who might be working with Roy in his next life could tell him, that'd be nice. End quote. Next life means after he leaves office, when many politicians end up in lucrative jobs provided by businesses who, coincidentally, donated to the politician or benefited from the politician's decisions while they were in office. In summary, this is Manchin telling billionaires to bribe a legislator in order to keep Congress crippled so as to protect wealth inequality. This hits so many elements of corruption in politics that it's frankly ridiculous. Everything going on here needs reform. 
in better news, Japan's conservative opposition party, the Japan Innovation Party, is living up to its name. They just unveiled a new economic policy plan that, wait for it, calls for much of the country's welfare spending to be consolidated into a universal basic income. The party proposes 60 to 100,000 yen, or 550 to $910 per month to everyone. They argue this would make the social safety net more streamlined and efficient and less redundant, and is part of a broader reform plan for the general election later this year. Hey, I could live in Japan. Back in the U.S., 100 residents of Ulster County, New York, have been selected from 4,200 applicants and are now receiving their $500 monthly payments. The city ended up setting the means testing at $47,000 a year, which is 80% of the county's average median income. Meanwhile, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey has joined Mayors for a Guaranteed Income. There seems to be a lot of controversy around Frey himself, which I'll not dig into here, but I guess he can say at least this was one decision he got right. Welcome to the team. And finally, Penn's Center for Guaranteed Income Research is looking to hire a research coordinator for a basic income trial. If that sounds like something you're qualified for, check it out at the link below. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the Chauvin sentencing, the infrastructure thread, Manchin's call, Japan's UBI proposal, and Frey joining MGI, flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.